welcome to the Ease of Business podcast for the enlightened entrepreneur, hosted by Lisa Shermerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Here is where we help disruptors gain clarity on how to make a bigger impact while living a life of abundance. Through reading amazing books that have helped us in business. Thanks so much for joining us and let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Celeste Hartwell. And I'm Lisa Shermerhorn, and I'm so excited to be here. We're doing our first book tonight. So excited. So this is episode two, if you're new to the show. And this evening, our book for November is very apropos with being in Thanksgiving season for, oh, I love it. You have a picture of it. If you're watching us live on, on YouTube or on Facebook, if you're, you can always see us there or you can catch us where podcasts are, but it is fun to watch us because Lisa has the beautiful books she's showing off. <laughs> but this month we are talking about Thank and Grow Rich by Pam Grout. So, uh, Oh my God, this book blew my mind, which is why I introduced it to Lisa. And Lisa, oh my God, when we were prepping for this episode, I loved how much synchronicity you had around this book. So tell us a little bit about like, what were the biggest insights that you had? You know, in the book, um, one of the chapters, they talk about a woman who was really struggling in her life. And at one point, she decided to just do only things that she wanted to do, things that she loved. And I really thought about that. And I thought about even if I had to do things that I didn't like to do, I would change the way I thought about it. And it, it raised, if you want to use the term, raise your vibration, but it, it changed the way I saw the world and changed the way I saw things. And it put me into a greater state of gratitude. And I did that. All of a sudden, things started to come to me. Like in the story where they talk about it, uh, she talks about in the book, this woman stopped cleaning her room. She wasn't cleaning up the kitchen. Her poor roommate was not happy with her, but she would just go for walks on the beach and spend time with her dog and just do things that brought her joy. And the more she did that, the suddenly things started coming to her, like these special, you know, business opportunities that were paid, um, all of these amazing things. And I started thinking about that and I decided to shift the way I saw everything. And when I did that, and this was what was really interesting for me, I realized that I still had something left, even though I do this for a living is helping get people get rid of negative beliefs. I still had something left there unconsciously that I didn't realize that I had. So I did some work on that in a class and I let go of it and it shifted my view of the world. And all of a sudden, in four weeks, I had five new clients that paid in full. It was crazy out of nowhere. And one and, of them. And let's just be like really super clear on this. This was after you read this book. Yes. And like in this month of like when we've been like doing this. So this is like very super recent story. This is not this like. just happened two weeks five ago. Five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago. It's crazy. Or it's about two or three weeks ago. So well, what the, uh, this client came to me, what happened was I had someone in a uh, networking group and the, his last name, I'm just going to come up with Grossman. And 
So I went on LinkedIn and I always immediately connect on LinkedIn and send a message. What I did was I sent it to the wrong person and it was a name that was similar. And I contacted them and I said, you know, it was, I would love to get to know you and find out more about you. I get on the Zoom call and it's like, oh, it was so great meeting you on Chuck's, you know, roundtable. He's like, Chuck who? And I said, Chuck Roundtable, that's where we met. He said, no, you just randomly sent me a message on LinkedIn. After an hour of talking, he booked with me and paid for three months in advance. And, and I'm finding more and more of those kinds of things have happening to me, have been happening. The more you live in that state of gratitude and love and authenticity. I love that. I mean, what came up for me as I was reading this book, I mean, maybe I'm not doing it to the depth that you are, but I do have a pretty great life. So there are no complaints. But like, the one thing that came up for me, and I don't think that, in fact, I know that Pam doesn't say this in this particular book, but I've heard it said other places. And so forgive me that I'm not quoting it correctly. I don't know where exactly I found this or heard this, but it basically is like this saying or this adage of if you only had one prayer in your life let it be thank you right mm-hmm. because that is literally to me the gateway to everything is gratitude and it sounds like this is what you've been like experiencing in real time and and it's not just gratitude for the good things right it's gratitude for everything and I actually just posted something tonight because um, tomorrow tomorrow's my birthday and it's my last year in this particular decade. And I started reflecting on these past 10 years. And as I can move, I've, as I've moved away from these events at the time, they felt very traumatic. I got divorced. Uh, I moved to a new place, a new state where I didn't know anyone. I started my business over again, my kids graduated college, started business, you know, lived, moved on their own. And I was deaf. Everything that I knew that was my life was gone. Every piece of your identity, every piece of my identity. And I, I spent my fifties rebuilding and rediscovering, actually discovering who I am because I realized that I was not being authentic to myself. Mm -hmm. I was not being authentic. I was living a life that others expected of me. And I wasn't able to be in a true state of gratitude because I wasn't being me. And once I did that, my life began to change. And it's scary because I started to speak up. I started to say things that maybe were controversial. I started to really put myself out there in in an authentic way. And when you do that, you're in alignment with who you are, but not everyone is always happy with that. Right. Right. But being grateful for those things that happened to me and really appreciating it. And and it's interesting because in the book, there's a quote about miracles happen, but oftentimes you miss them. It's like looking at the miracle in everything because everything's in divine order. I love that. And and what comes up for me is like our bodies in themselves are miracles. And 
we often, I know in my personal journey, like I had a friend many years ago when I lived in Chicago who had a really serious health crisis. And there were, I mean, it got to the point where she actually couldn't physically get herself out of bed. She had to like have a friend come over every morning because she was a single lady um, and like kind of like lift her up. And then once she was like sitting upright, she was okay. And she had like rented, you know, a recliner chair that would kind of like lift up and like move her out so that she could like fully stand up by herself. But it was, it was pretty uh, traumatic and, and, and it, it was a serious, serious health issue that she was going through and didn't have any answers and was at home alone and all of these different things. And that one experience made me realize like, wow, these bodies are so magical and we take them for granted so much. And that is not to say like, I don't sometimes still take my body for granted, right? Like we're human beings. It's easy to be like, oh yeah, well, I got out of bed today. It wasn't a big deal. And I got in my chair and I got out of my chair and all this thing, but my friends couldn't even lift up her leg to get in her shower. Right. Like it was so serious. And But like there are and I think what you were saying too, Lisa, is something that I've learned in my life, which is, I mean, I think this is deeper than where she really goes in this book. Maybe she touches on this a little bit, but like not only having gratitude for the things that are going well or the things that are, you know, but even for the things that I don't think are serving me in this moment are actually serving me in the long run. And there's lessons to be had. I'm a person who likes to look at the lessons out of what's coming out of whatever crappy situation that society has told us is bad, bad, bad. Um, Or people around me are like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. I'm like, I don't want to play the that's so horrible game. Because to me, that just, you know, living in the law of attraction like I do it's like that just brings more of that. And so what helps me is like looking at the gratitude of the things that are not going well is like, okay, I may not understand it cognitively. Like my little human brain might not understand why this is so good for me on some level, but I'm going to trust that my soul, my higher power, whatever that, you know, entity is for people like is really doing this for my better judgment. And if I can trust that and be okay in this moment, because I'm still breathing, I still have a full belly, I still have a place to sleep, I still have a good life overall, um, you know, then I, it just helps with perspective, right? Right. No, absolutely. And and you, you, you touched on law of attraction. And what people misunderstand about um, the law of attraction is you can't sit there and write a check to yourself for a million dollars and expect for the money to come. There are a number of things that people don't often realize about it. And number one, you have to take action. Okay. Things don't just come to you. You know, yes, that client came to me, but there was a whole lot of work that went into getting that client. I had to do a lot of work on myself and get myself to a, a place where this person trusted me to do it. And so you've got that. And then they're also, and I mentioned this earlier, is about the unconscious beliefs. Because we get programmed throughout our entire life about certain beliefs and things in our life. And 
we don't even know what those beliefs are until they come right up on us. And that's usually a trigger. Someone's a mirror for you and they're suddenly, it's like, oh man, I really don't like that person. Well, when I have someone who I don't like, I instantly, or situation, I instantly go, what is it in me that I don't like about myself that this person is mirroring for me? What is it that I need to work on? Which then allows me to have great compassion for the other person and forgiveness. And I don't take things personally. And I I then have the ability to go inward and I'm like, all right, I got something to work on now. Right. And, and it's not always right away. I have to be ready to get rid of it because I may decide, you know what? I feel like holding on to this for a while. Cause you know what? I want to feel shitty. <laughs> You'll like it today. And maybe for the next week, I want to be angry and I want to be frustrated. And then I'm like, How's that working for you, Lisa? (laughs) Yeah, let me just play the victim card in this space for a while. Like, it feels good to be self-righteous for a little bit (laughs) sometimes and be like, no, I am right. And they're totally wrong. And they're my thing, Lisa, is that when I see that somebody is really annoying me, typically it's because I have been them. Yes. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, just get out of that space. Like, it's so much better on the other side. But then clearly, I'm still being like pulled into it in some way. Right. And there's still some emotional work. I mean, I think that's the type of work that you and I are talking about. Right. Right. Like, it's really emotional work that goes on. And that is what I mean. This is the thing that's not mainstream. And this is why we're like a podcast for rebels. Right. Like, the emotional work is what's going to move your business forward faster. That's just the truth of it. And, and I mean, I wish that that was more commonly known. Well, you know, one of the things I love to do is collaborate with other, with other coaches, because the one single thing that always comes back to me from the other coaches is Lisa, you do the thing that I don't know how to do. And you make me a superstar because once this person gets rid of those unconscious belief systems, then they have some serious clay to work with. Now they're moldable. Now they're ready to go. Now that they now they can do that alignment and they can help that person grow. But if you're not in a state where you believe that you're capable of it or you have these unconscious beliefs around money, and, and you don't go into a state of gratitude around it. Right. You go into a state of, oh, people with money are evil. People with money, hate they hate each other. Or their kids hate them. And they're getting a divorce and all those. Well, if you believe that at an unconscious level, you're going to keep sabotaging yourself. Right. So staying in the state of gratitude, what are these people with money teaching me? Oh, they're philanthropists. Oh, they love to give. They have freedom. They have all of these things that I wish that I could have. Now, if you're in a state of jealousy or anger, then what is it that you need to release inside you? Because you won't attract it until you do. I love this. And I will will add to that, which is when people want to like talk bad about billionaires like Jeff Bezos Mm-hmm. spending how much money on space flight, et cetera. I'm like, I look at how many risks did he have to take to get to the space 
you know, how much of, you know, you can like him or not like him. That's not my business. But like how much courage and bravery did it take for him to become an entrepreneur? And for me, like I'm always looking at like with people like how much can you open up to receive? Like really, I think that receiving is more than half the battle in business. Like how much goodness can you receive? How many, how much help can you receive? How much support can you receive? How much, you know, how much can, because really like in this entrepreneurial journey, being a solopreneur is like self-defeating and you're not going to make it very far if you don't have help. And, and so like, and he did that over and over and over and over. It takes courage. It takes an amazing amount of risk to be that successful. And I mean, from a spiritual perspective, like how many deaths and rebirths do, does a person have to go through? You have to, like you're talking about, like with the hypnosis and, and, and the work that you do, like you have to continually reprogram and reprogram and reprogram and continually break the patterns of what society tells us we need to be like and, and what our family has been like and what our religion has been like, you know, like whatever that community is that we grew up around and then what they thought was normal and then what you really desire. Right. Right. But it's also about what you do when you talk about the divine feminine, you know, and, and, and the warrior, um, that, that beautiful goddess, when you think about that goddess energy, so many women are raised to disempower themselves. They're raised to, you know, take a step back and not, and not, I know, and I know I struggled with that myself. And, you know, I do something called, I work with people with their why. And the number one why is contribute. And the biggest problem with people who have contribute is they're give, 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 give. They drain themselves and they don't allow them to receive. And you were talking about receiving. And that is critical because think about pouring a pitcher full of orange juice. You keep pouring it out. And unless you're filling it back up, it's empty. Right. And just the ability, how many people don't even have the ability to receive a compliment and just say thank you. Right. And to me, I think gratitude, like going back to this book, like Thank and Grow Rich, really talks about that. I mean, you're stretching your gratitude muscle, right? And when you stretch right. your gratitude muscle, I think you are stretching and able to be able to receive more and more and more. And so I know that um, I want to I want to put this quote up on the ticker tape. And for those of you who can't see us on video if you're listening to us you know it says nothing is actually bad until you pronounce it bad and this was a quote in the book yeah. and so lisa i know you loved this and i can riff on it too but i want to hear your take on it first because i know this was one that you wanted to share um yeah nothing is bad until you make it bad i remember um i went on a trip well there, there was a couple stories that i have about this um but I went on a trip years ago, and for me, it was a day of miracles. I literally ended up going on this trip to um, a place called Magigori. I was on a motorcycle trip with my ex-husband, um, and we were with 10 other people. And 
my ex-husband was afraid to go off on our own and leave this group to go to this spiritual site. But I knew I had to go. I had many reasons, but I had a client who was dying and I was supposed to get rosary beads from this place called Medjugorje in, in Bosnia. Scott said to me, I can't go because I'm so afraid that um, either we're going to get lost, the GPSs aren't accurate in Eastern Europe. And, uh, I, you know, there were a whole host of reasons to, to leave our group. Plus, no one spoke English. A whole host of miracles that kept happening over and over and over again. And I ended up having that day, looking back on that day as a day of miracles. My ex-husband, who finally agreed to do it, looked at that day as one of the greatest pain in the neck days of his entire life. He missed out on every miracle that happened. And, and there's a whole long story. I don't know if we have time to go into it, but there was, there was a group of, that we were with. And I said a prayer the night before asking if everything's, if I'm supposed to go, let certain things appear. And I had a list of like 20 things. Let it be easy and effortless. Let Scott be able to, it, it was a huge list. Everything on that list happened. Mm. And, and so it was this whole thing about, how I saw that day and how Scott saw that day, but it was the same day. Right. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that because I think that it's such a beautiful example of something that I often say. And, and I had a coach years ago say this to me and made me really realize this, that we are the ones who make meaning out of things. We are the meaning makers. Our brains are the meaning makers. And so nothing is actually bad until we say that it's bad. Nothing is good unless we say that it's good, right? And we get to be the decision makers of that. And when we realize that we have that much power, and yes, culturally, we've decided some certain things are bad and some certain things are good, right? Like there is definitely that piece of it. But when you're talking about like, my my little example is, you know, I was flying a couple months ago and my flight was delayed and it made my connection tight. But at the end of the day, to me, that does not m- make it bad. Like, anymore. It used to really upset me and I have ugly cried in in airplane on airplanes and in airports before because of delays. So let it be transparent that this has not always been my space. But now it's like I just I lean into the gratitude of it. Instead of making it bad, instead of making it wrong, instead of making it stressful, yeah. instead of making it a drama, I just go, you know what? I'm so grateful that they're taking the extra time with this plane. Clearly, it needs some maintenance. I would much prefer that you do that work before I get on the plane than find out afterwards that, you know what I mean? Like something catastrophic happening Um, and like just trusting that everything is going to happen in divine timing. I think that is really that space too. And then, and honestly, it just feels better. Like then my trip was like seamless. Everything worked out fine. Like, yeah. Did I have to kind of like bust ass to get from one plane to the other? Yeah, a little bit, but you know what? It's probably good. I don't work out often enough. So (laughs) my body probably, you know, preferred it, enjoyed it. Um, But I think that that's just a beautiful example of something that 
or traffic is a good example too. Like if I'm in traffic and there's a lot of traffic, I'm just like, I don't know what could have happened had I been on time. Would I've been in a bad accident? Would have been worse? What you know what I mean? Like you just don't know. And when we can just trust that everything is working out for us and give gratitude for all of that, it is such a much more powerful place to be. Right. And another simple example, you know, of making something bad, I had ordered this desk that has this, you know, one of those electric desks that goes up and down. And um, I, I brought it home and I opened it up and it was like a thousand piece pieces. It was like, yes, a you spoke about puzzle. this on the last episode. Yes. yes. And um, it was, and, and the directions were all these pieces that were coming together. And at first I was like, I was so angry. And then my friend was like, you're going to have to pay someone $35 an hour to get them to put it together. And then something switched in my head and said, Lisa, you're smart. You love to do puzzles. You'll make sense of this. And I did. And I had it put together in an hour. And I did mention this before, but it's the mindset. It's like, are you going to make this bad or make, make it good? And so I look at the past 10 years of my life which were some of the most transformative years of, you know, getting divorced and starting my life all over again. And when I was in it, man, it was so painful. It was so hard because, you know, when you're in a marriage of 30 years, I was a baby when I got married, you know, I was, I think I just turned 30, 23. And uh, I was, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. You have, two people who carry two different roles. So everything's on autopilot. And uh, we had a joke that uh, he, he was, I called him the, the light bulb Nazi. Cause he knew as soon as the light, light bulb went out, he was running around changing light bulbs. And for years I would joke around and say, you know, God, if uh, we ever got divorced, I'd be sitting in the dark. Cause I never noticed. <laughs> so Stupid things like, you know, noticing light bulbs and having to change light bulbs and batteries in your um, smoke detectors and, you know, learning how, you know, shoveling my driveway and things that he just did. And I never had to think about it. And instead of making it bad, I looked at it as an opportunity to learn. And um, I have this 1200 square foot wraparound deck and I'd never used a tool in my life. Um, Not not a, a... not a, uh, a mechanical one that ran. I, I know how to use screwdrivers and things like that, but I got a sander, a belt sander, and I got on my hands and knees, sanded the whole thing by hand wow. and stained it. And it wasn't the summer, but the summer before. And I will tell you, it was one of the most gratifying things that I have ever done. I had no idea I had it in me to do it. And I was fighting with the weather. I had all of these things because I'd start to stain and then I'd see these massive clouds in. And I was like, oh, my God, after sanding on my hands and knees for four hours, this section. And then if you don't seal it right away, you have to sand it all over again. So it was just like I, I ended up looking back at it as a challenge and it changed me. It, mm-hmm. it just flipped a switch in me that realized that I could do anything if I set my mind to it. 
I love that because it's so true. And it's true for all of us. It is so true for all of us. Like when we focus our attention and our intention on something, like the universe wants to conspire with us, which really is talked about a lot in this book. So I wanted to move on a little bit and talk about my takeaways. So one of the ones, so I was really like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love the whole book, but, and there's Mm -hmm. a few things that I want to talk about, but one started in chapter five where she talks about like financial wealth is a side effect of your real riches. So I just want to be really clear about this. Financial wealth is a side effect of your real riches of your abundance and abundance means like health and happiness and joy and like really looking into that. So she gives a few, um, you know, there were basically like five steps to this. So I want to run through this. And for the people who are watching us, if you want to, if you're listening to us and you want to watch the video, you might get a little bit more out of it because I'm doing little ticker tapes so you can see what they are. But the step number one was start identifying the good things in your life. Again, start identifying the good things in your life. And so this can be like a quick list of like maybe three things every single day. She talks about that in the morning of things that are going really well. And she's very clear about use different things every single time, right? You can't just phone it in and be like, I'm so grateful for my partner. I'm so grateful for my kids. I'm so no, like, what magical thing happened today, right? I woke up and I'm breathing. <laughs> well, not only that, though, but going deeper, like I think yes. you were talking about, Lisa, like, what are the miracles? Like you had asked for all those 20 things on your list yeah. in Madeira to like show up, right? And they did. Like, yes. you know, you could like things like that happen. Today, I went and I was able to Oh my God, I had a surprise trip to the grocery store. I found that there's vegan blue cheese. That was something I desired and I was very excited about it, right? Like that is super random. It's super specific. And it was like only today did that happen. So start identifying the good things in your life. Now, the next step, number two, is turn your life over to the big mystery, which is whatever you believe your higher power is, whether you think it's God, goddess, big spaghetti monster in the sky. There's no judgments to me. It's all the same energy. And, but really just being like, I think this is much more like talking about opening up to receive. Like when you open up and you just, I have no idea how things are going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen today. This is like a really powerful way to just be open, be open to, you have no idea what, what the universe, how the universe can conspire on your behalf. And we think that we know all the ways, but the truth is, is that there's infinite possibilities. We have no idea. The best way is to surrender. Right. And it almost never makes sense. And it's almost never linear. Like my decision to move here and start my life over again, everyone's like, why would you leave your support system? Why would you start your business over again? Why? why?" Everyone gave me such a hard time and people will give you a hard time. But I followed my heart. And when I got to the state of Vermont and I got into my house and I stood there and I went, this is it. This is where I have to be. I just knew it. And it never made sense at the time. It didn't make sense until much later. I love that. And I feel like that goes really nicely with 
number three, which is move toward that which makes you feel most alive. Yes. And for me and the way I teach my clients is like our body knows, like our, our soul will communicate with us through our body. Sometimes we have to be cautious and make sure it's not a trauma response to be completely transparent. But the majority of the time, like our body knows. And I know that like a few years ago, I was being led to leave Vermont, leave my husband, get a divorce, move back to Iowa. These were all things that like I had sworn I would never do, never get divorced a second time. I would never go through that. But I and then and and so I had found the house that I was going to rent in Iowa, sight unseen. You know, she walked me through it on a video call and I was like, yep, done. Let's do this. You know, sign the paperwork, did the whole thing, gave her a deposit. And then um, my my husband at the time, who's now my life partner, we are together again. I don't like to say back together because we're very different people now. But um, at the time he was like, well, no, why do you have to go back to Iowa? Like, why don't you just get an apartment like, you know, 20 miles away or whatever? And my whole body went and it was like tight and my body, you know, shrunk in and, and it didn't feel good in my body. And so then I was like, but when I thought about the house that I had signed on and that had appeared overnight, I asked the universe exactly for what I wanted. I went to bed and then I woke up and it was there and my whole body would like open up, right? Shoulders back, pulled back, like open chest. And it was just such a big yes in my physical body. And that's the thing, right? Like Lisa, that's what you felt when you moved to your house, right? Like just that feeling the most alive. And, you know, it's so interesting that you said that because I was just listening to someone online the other day and they were talking about, you know, when you go to make plans And you get this feeling like, "Mm, I don't really want to do it, but you don't have other plans, but there's something inside your body that's saying no. Right. And, and out of guilt, you were like, well, I don't have any other plans. So why shouldn't I? But it's this message inside you that something else that's better is around the corner. Even if it's lying on the couch and watching TV, you were supposed to be there. It's like listening. It's about listening to that inside of you, that beacon that's really telling you what you should and shouldn't do. And, um, you know, it was interesting when you were talking about, you know, before about being in alignment. And it's like when people do those things, um, and then it's like a check off the box. They're not in gratitude. They don't, they're not grateful for the things that happen. It's just a list that they have to tick off of accomplishments and, and being grateful and celebrating them is critical because otherwise it's always about outside of you and it's never about inside of you. And, and it's about that being of service and doing it for the right reasons, not because of an ego. Yeah. And when you say like, not just checking off a box, what comes up for me too, is like being really intentional when we do things, right? Like, like being doing them from a space of like, I'm consciously choosing to do this. I'm not just doing it because people are telling me that I should do it. Or I'm going to get accolades for it. Right, right. You know, it's like, I'm going to look good for doing this versus I'm going to do this because I don't want, you know, anonymous philanthropy. Right. If you can give without anyone knowing, that's right. the high, highest form of, of philanthropy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So we're going to move on to number four, which is relax and have more fun. So I feel like this goes in with like celebration and also surrender, right? Like when I think like there's, I want to be really careful about how I say this. There's this space of, I'm going to say this from a place of experience. I'm a person who has basically cleared her entire calendar and did so for years. I was just like, I need space. I need space. I need space. And so, but like in that space, I wasn't really doing anything that like lit me up. I wasn't really doing anything that was fun. And, and so I, I want to be really cautious about saying like, just be busy to, for the sake of being busy. But there is a space that I think Lisa, you were kind of talking about before, which is like in the manifestation world, I know I've been guilty of like, can't I just sit on my cushion and like meditate for 30 hours and like all my riches should come to me. But in that I'm not taking physical action, even when in that meditation session, I have gotten physical action to take it to take, but then I haven't done it. Right. And so like we, we, we forget sometimes, at least in the spiritual realm of business that like we are in this co-creative process with the universe. And when we have fun, it allows the universe to like open up and give us more of what we're enjoying. And when we can like also co-create financial, you know, like solving people's problems and having fun while doing it and then having an energy exchange like money, right? Like it's just like it gets to be juicy and delicious and and really powerful. It absolutely does. I'm all excited now. (laughs) (laughs) And so number five, there were five steps that she kind of gave in the, in the beginning of this chapter of chapter five, which was financial wealth is a side effect of your real riches, which is share your good luck. And Lisa, you were talking about this a little bit like philanthropy and doing it anonymously. Like you said, like, you totally taking the ego out of it, not needing any kudos for it, not needing any accolades and just sharing your good luck. And I, I just want to specify this too, from my own experience and from what I see energetically, which is give from an, a, a generous heart and give from a space of what feels good for me to give right? And not just giving from a space of, I should give, or this is what they're expecting, or et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, if you're giving from a space of, oh, it really feels delicious in my body when I decide that I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I just did this in a program that I ran last time I ran Receive. I gifted every single participant with a 30-minute session with me privately every week of the program, which is incredibly generous and something I had never done before. And I don't know that I would do that again. To be honest, it might have been a little bit too much, but it felt really good in the moment. And it felt really good for the people. And because I gave it from like a real space of like having more fun and feeling really good about it and feeling very generous about it, those women got so much out of it and they were so appreciative. They were so vocal about their appreciation to me. Uh, for it, which was a really beautiful thing. And I didn't expect it, right? Like I wasn't looking for that. That was not a well, an you end gave, goal. 
you gave tremendous value and you exceeded their expectations. Yeah. And, and the sharing your luck is also about paying it forward. Yes. It's like, how many times did I have someone who reached their hand out to me and helped me when I was really down and when I didn't have money to afford something and then people offered to help out. And so when you share in your luck is that I finally got to a place where I, you know, I could be that to help someone else out. And I do that when I can. I can't always do it. I wish I could always do stuff for free and I could give things away. But I always appreciate when someone gives me a tremendous amount of value because then I will refer other people to them and I will want to spend more time with them because I know that they're authentic in alignment and they're doing something because you can tell when someone's doing it out of ego versus when they're doing it in a genuine way. Absolutely. So the last thing that I wanted to share my biggest takeaway, and then we'll kind of, we'll talk about the book for next month and then we'll wrap up um, for sick time. But the one thing that I really loved was, so if you feel called to read this book, we highly recommend it for sure. It's Thanking Grow Rich again by Pam Grout. Um, but what I really loved was she gives little party games, which are basically like exercises or homework, fun work. Um, and the one like party game that she says, like, this is really the only one that you need. It was to start each day two ways. And the one was declare something amazingly awesome is going to happen to you. Yes. Right? Something amazingly awesome is going to happen today something amazingly awesome is going to happen today. And like, just not like, you know, shouting at the universe, like you're going to give me something amazingly awesome, but just like being calm and in that space of like, I just know that I'm going to be taken care of today and something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me. Expect it. Expect miracles. Miracles. Yeah. Yeah. It's expecting it. And it's not begging. It's coming from a place of confidence and knowing. And that's when things come to you. It's the gratitude, confidence, being in alignment with who you are and know it. Right. It was like when I when I had that mindset of suddenly, and, and I, we're going to talk about the growth mindset um, at some point soon. <laughs> you might as well just lead it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to, but, but when you talk about the growth mindset, which is... Um, a really profound book if you ever have a chance to read it. Um, and that's going to be our, our book for next month. Um, and Carol Dweck talks about, um, she did a lot of work with schools and education and the difference in um, how your mindset, a growth mindset impacts you at work and with coworkers versus a, a, um, a negative mindset and a fixed mindset. And, and they even had an example of people taking an exam and splitting the people to, uh, taking a class. And they told one group, you know what, this is a really, really hard, hard thing to learn. And most of you are, are going to fail. And then the other group, they said, this is something, this is a technique that people will be able to learn. It's not going to be easy, but you'll all be able to learn. Well, that first group, most of them did fail. The second group, most of them passed. So it's all about how you look at it. And um, I hope you'll take the time to to listen to the book, um, either on audiobook or or buy it. 
Um, we'll be talking more in detail about it, but it's such a, it's a, it's a really inspiring, it's an inspiring book. Yeah. So, so just to wrap up, yes. So the two things that you needed to do every day, the fun thing for (laughs) thanking real rich is something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. Just declaring that and giving the three gratitudes that are always something different, always adding that. And like Lisa was just talking about next month's group, we're going to be meeting live on Facebook and YouTube, just like we are today. And then it will be scrubbed and pushed out to all the podcasting platforms the next day. But our next episode live, if you wanted to read the book, listen to the book and play along, have a conversation with us is going to be on Tuesday, December 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern. So we're always the third Tuesday of the month in December of 2021. It's going to be the 21st of December. And so we are really excited to see you again. Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. And my name is Celeste Hartwell. And Lisa Shermerhorn. And thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. Uh, we would love to talk to you and uh, find out what you're thinking and love to hear about what you think about the books that we're recommending. And if you have any books that you recommend or know someone who's written a book, that would be a great topic for us to talk about. Absolutely. I love it. So with that, we will see you next month. This has been the Ease of Business podcast for enlightened entrepreneurs. Hosted by Lisa Schumerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us at theeaseofbusiness.com, on our Facebook page, and on YouTube at the Ease of Business Podcast. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook every third Tuesday of the month. And we'd love it if you'd like to read the book that we're doing next and join in the conversation live at 7 p.m. Eastern. See you then.